Hello and welcome to a special episode of Build Back Better. I'm Dawn from For The Region and I'm joined by my co-founder Zoe. And today we are talking to inspiring young people from across Southwest Wales. The future of our region, of course, is in the hands of the younger generation. And I'm always interested to understand what motivates young people to get involved in change-making projects and perhaps what some of the obstacles are that prevent young people from feeling empowered in our communities. And this afternoon, we're really grateful to some really inspiring young people who have taken the time to come and talk to us about what they're up to in the Swansea area and in East Patalbert. Um, so welcome, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Lola, I'm going to come to you first. You live in Neath Patalbert and I understand that you're involved in the Neath Patalbert Youth Council. Tell us a little bit about you and how you came to get involved with that organisation. Hi, so um, I'm 14 years old and I joined the Youth Council around two years ago um, where I got the opportunity to pass through my school where we had an election and we had to pass through an application and then the pupils had the opportunity to vote for who they'd like to be their representative from the school um, and around two or three people from each school then made it onto the youth council um, and I was lucky enough to be voted in and since then we have around one meeting every month and then we'll have like workshop and workshops and different sort of events maybe in between then um, and I've, I've attended lots of different events and workshops like back in January before Covid I attended a climate change residential with Public Health Wales in Cardiff and I've done like gambling awareness workshops and mental health workshops. Um, and I've also been passed many opportunities through the Youth Council, um, like this one being a part of For the Region, which I've recently joined. Um, and also the, recently I got passed the opportunity to join the Youth Panel for Sports Wales, which I applied for and got accepted for as well, which I was really happy about. But also within the Youth Council, we're doing lots of projects. So at the moment we're working on a project called sustainable schools where we're trying to make schools more eco-friendly and environmentally aware where we're trying to reduce the plastic in the school canteens um, and that right now we're trying to swap plastic forks for like uh, wooden forks and degradable forks we're also trying to pilot meatless mondays in schools to make schools more aware of the impact that meat has on our environment um, and so we're working with local companies and then piloting it in Cumbromble is the school we're piloting it, the sustainable schools in. Uh, we also recently worked on a fruit tree project, project where we got two or three fruit trees delivered to all the schools in Ipatawa to, to be planted. Um, so that was successful and all the schools got their trees and planted them and we got photos with all of them. But yeah, and I would definitely recommend, uh, we've got our new elections coming up soon as well because the your time lasts for two years. So we'll be creating a video to send out to all the schools to encourage young people to go for the opportunity because I would highly recommend it because not only do you get to have your voice heard as a young person, you also get to meet many incredible other young people that are passionate for the same things as you. It sounds like a really amazing opportunity and such fantastic experience um, to be involved in loads of different things. The projects and initiatives that you guys undertake, do you choose the things that you want to work on? How are those decisions made? Yeah, so we can come up with our own social action plans and then obviously Jan and the other support workers will help us then drive those ideas forward. 
So yeah, and but also maybe occasionally we'll get people write to us with ideas that they have. It's a great opportunity to, I guess, represent the views of the rest of your school and I suppose meet other people from across the district and loads of different schools as well. Has it started to shape your ideas about your future and what's important to you? Has it, has it changed your outlook on life to be part of the Youth Council? Yes, definitely. I'd say it's also made me a lot more confident and it's really where I found my passion for looking after our environment and climate change and raising awareness and also empowering youth voice. And do you think there are enough opportunities in society and in our communities for young people? Have you found that organisations um, are welcoming to youth voice or do you think organisations should do more? I think it's definitely gotten better recently, especially over lockdown. I think um, Youth Voice has been listened to a lot more, but I do think there is still some change that can be done. But I think definitely within schools, they're getting better with listening to youth people voice a lot more and like with local youth councils, I think it is getting better, yeah. I know from working with businesses and organisations across the region, we're always talking about how we need to involve more young people, especially in um, designing things that affect young people. And it's all about kind of co-production and making sure that people have the opportunity to have their voices heard. But quite often, organisations don't really know where to start and how to reach out to young people to get them involved. And I think youth councils are a great place to start. And I think local authorities across our region all have some form of youth forum or youth council. So I'm really grateful, Lola, for you coming and talking to us this afternoon about what that's meant for you. It sounds like a really fantastic opportunity and I'm sure you're doing amazing work. And those kinds of issues that young people particularly care about around the environment around equalities um, it's so great to see young people like you stepping up and um, playing your part so well done and thanks for sharing your perspective with us we've also got three lads here from the bishopston pump track project which is a fantastic project in the swansea area which of you would like to tell us first of all, about the project. Can I come to you, Elliot? Will you introduce us to the Pump Track project? What's it all about? Yeah, sure. So we, us three, Jed, uh, Jake and myself, started Bishopson Skate Park Project back in 2018. And our goal from then has been to build a pump track, which is a type of skate facility in our um, local village, because there wasn't really anything for older kids to do um, for free anyways and we wanted to change that so uh, we got together and met with the local council uh, the community council and uh, we shared our ideas with them and originally they did not come on board with us with the project and it's taken us up until last summer really when they first finally agreed to go ahead with it and in those two years where we um changed over time we adapted with the community so you know we did surveys we did meetings with people from the community we did as much as we can to get everyone's voice heard and that's what this whole thing has been about for us is just making sure everyone gets their opinion and everyone's heard because uh we saw that there was an imbalance with that and we just wanted to make our area better for young people 
that has taken an amazing amount of perseverance already then that it's taken that long to get the local council to agree it sounds like that's been a huge piece of work jake can i come to you what made you want to get involved in this project and i guess what are your reflections on the journey so far so as Elliot said, we started the project in 2018 with uh, Jed, Elliot, myself and I, um, and we started it with an online petition. Um, and what the petition was for was for a skate park in Bishopston. Um, and what we did uh, overnight, we had, um, I think it was about over 500 signatures um, after it got shared around on local Facebook groups on Instagram. Um, and that's when we learned that this project was going to be a lot bigger. Than just an idea and then we had enough support to make it um, a reality um, so after then we um, like we went around with clipboards knocking on people's doors um, asking them to sign a hand signed petition and then we went to the community council like Elliot said but they were not on side with the um, idea of a skate park so we went back and we reflected as a group on what how we, we could uh, prove to the community council that this was a facility that was needed in Bishopston. So we um, have worked like really, really closely with our local councillor, Lyndon Jones, um, who was on side pretty much from the start after we um, spoke to him about the project and explained everything to him. Um, and I think one of the big hurdles, hurdles were finding the perfect location. Um, so what we've done over the past two years is um, found out like what pieces of land the community council own um, and coming back to them say what about this site and um, we've even held like skate events in the school um, in the primary schools where we've had like 150 kids turn up um, at one time which is awesome and um, currently at the minute we're waiting for pre-planning uh, response to come through so we're finally getting through uh, the planning process which is great really an amazing journey and sounds like you've had to really win the hearts and minds of lots of people. Do you think that members of the local council were fearful of what a skate park might mean and do you think that's kind of like a broader sense of distrust between the generations or why do you think there were so many objections? Yeah I think that's a really good point actually. I think there's a quite a lot of fear about change and people are worried of uh, like building new things and um, like new facilities and, and like unfortunately sometimes there is um, a bit of a like um, like I'd say I, I don't know like rumours about uh, what could go on if a skate park or a pump track was built anywhere but what we tried to do is um, prove that a facility like this would actually sometimes even deter this behaviour like we met up with our local uh, area police officer about a year or two ago and he actually wrote an article in support of the pump track getting built which was really, really awesome. Um, and like to fund the designs, which we've uh, just recently got off Clark and Kent Contractors, which are one of the UK's biggest pump track builders. We uh, set up a fundraising page in, um, on, online and uh, Swansea Council actually donated uh, just over 1,000 pounds to that page. And um, over, we've had GoFundMe pages set up where local people have done their own um, sponsored challenges uh, where we've probably had over, I'd say, 100 donors from all different uh, areas of the community, um, which really, really shows the support for the project, which is this money has helped us fund planning and um, obviously pay for the designs. 
Gosh, really sort of serious undertaking. That sounds amazing. Uh, Jed, can I come to you? What has been your role in the project and what have been the kind of key learning points for you out of this whole experience? Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm quite a keen uh, surfer and skateboarder. So it's kind of like, like doing this whole project for the community. I think I really enjoyed getting involved and stuff. Uh, when it came to like making the planning and stuff, I came up with, uh, we came up with ideas for like planning. And because I'm like an often skateboarder, it's like getting that right. Uh, like it was just, it was really like, it was, we had to get it right. So like we spoke to the community and like the different aspects of the community, uh, what they thought. And we got like everyone's ideas together to make this one big design, uh, which we then sent off to them. And yeah, it's definitely going to change the lives a lot of like young people around here. Massive positive impact. And has it changed, has it given you a better understanding of how these kinds of community projects happen? I guess none of us really know what happens behind the closed doors of the councils and things like that. Would you say that it's given you better understanding of, of how to make change happen in communities? Yeah, no, definitely. I think you definitely just have to go for it. Uh, like before, like before you came to the council, I really feel like the community council like were not including the like the community like very much like uh and then we went forward with this idea and although it took us like a couple of years i think you should just keep on pushing through and go for it and it will like it will end up happening i'm so inspired by you guys it's so, so fantastic each of your projects what what you're achieving and what um it's just absolutely so inspiring boys what what's your sort of plea to the community you've mentioned sort of funding um are you looking for do you need constant funding is the project do you need to crowdsource money to make the project happen or is just the funding um that you're looking forward to help you um as you've said, pay for the planning and the, the processes, or do you need money to actually make it happen? Yes, so we, uh, the first funding we ever got was last September, where we put a crowdfunding page up with Swansea Council's match funding scheme, where um, people anywhere could, could donate online. And we got, I think, around 2,000 from people's donations. And then Swansea Council saw how popular this project was and they decided to match fund, I think, £1,200 or somewhere around there towards the project. And that money was going towards um, planning and the designs. Um, designs we've got, planning we're in the process of doing. And then after we get planning, um, we can then... Uh, fund for the main part of the project which is the construction which is looking to cost around 70,000 to 80,000 pounds and we've got a few different ways that we could go around that around that we could uh, look at going to Swansea Council or we could look at uh, large grants from places like the National Lottery um, so we've really looked into these methods and we're in the process of trying to really choose which would be most effective for our project specifically. Yeah, it's a real well-being project, isn't it? You know, it's so good for the community. It's good outdoors. It's getting everybody together. Oh, I just think it's really inspiring. Well done, boys. Lola, same sort of question, really, if that's OK. Um, when you're doing these projects, like the fruit tree project, for example, where do you get your funding from? 
Um, I'm pretty sure we just got help from the Neath Patawa Council to get funding. Sorry, Jan, is that true? For the trees, it was actually, yeah, Neath Patawa Youth Service that funded the trees. We had some uh, money that over and then to spend. So the Youth Council brought it to me and then we funded the trees. But a lot of the time, like Lola said, we go to uh, Neath Patawa Youth, uh, to the council as well, yeah. I wonder whether you guys have got advice or insight for other young people across our region. Um, and I'll come to you first, Lola. What would you say to young people about their role in society and perhaps um, the opportunities and responsibilities that they can take advantage of? Uh, I would say definitely not be afraid of using their voices and really if they want change, really drive it and push for it. Because, like, we have just the right to push change as adults do, I think. So if you want something that you're not happy with in your local community or want something to be changed, take it to your school or write a letter to your council. Really push for that change to happen. Great. Uh, Jake, what are your words of wisdom for other young people? Uh, yeah, so I'd say uh, something quite similar to Lola. Like, um, if you want change in your community, try and look on your local council council's website for um, who your local councillor is and try to get in touch with them. Or um, if it's something you can approach your community council about, if you've got one in your area, approach them. I'd say uh, try approach like uh, the individual councillor first as they'll have a lot of knowledge um, in the community about the people who you can speak to, to make the change. Brilliant. Hopefully all the support is out there once you get the ball rolling, but it sounds like quite a, a challenging journey. Uh, Jed, how about you? What advice or wisdom would you share? Has it been challenging um, for you to have the confidence? Uh, no, yeah, I think definitely like uh, like you do have to, like shadowing what Lola and Jake said, uh, you do have to really go for it and like push forward and like there will be knockbacks at certain points, but you have to just push through them. I think definitely a big, big way that we found like advertising and like sharing with the community what we wanted to do was through social media. I know that we had Facebook pages, Instagram pages to spread like all of like, like keeping people updated what we're doing, like constantly upon the project. Uh, yeah, I think just go for it. Like there's nothing, you're not going to lose anything. You're only just going to gain experience. Yeah, that's such a powerful tool, isn't it? Social media to really reach out directly to the people in the community. And it sounds like that's been a really key part of your strategy. So great advice there. And Elliot, I'll come to you last. If you've got any other wisdom to share, what would you say to other young people across our region? Just, yeah, don't be afraid for, you know, if you don't feel like you're confident, just, you know, send an email to, as Jake said, your local council, anyone and be the change you want to see because you can make the world a better place if you can work for it. I think that is just the perfect message to end on. Be the change you want to see. I'm so grateful to all of you for coming and talking to us about your fantastic projects in the community. I think it really sets a fantastic example. And the other thing is it's brilliant experience, hopefully for all of you and helps to empower you to go forward and continue making change across our fantastic region over the coming months and years. Um, to all of you listening, I'd encourage you to 
to um, follow up on those conversations, see if you can contribute to crowdfunding campaigns like the Bishopston Pump Track and other local crowdfunders in your area where young people are stepping up and saying what they need. Um, and also get in touch with the youth councils and youth forums in each of the local authority areas and find out how your organisation can benefit from Youth Voice. As we've heard this afternoon, these are insightful, inspiring, empowered, confident and very wise young people and we should be listening to them in everything that we do. I've really enjoyed meeting you all and thanks so much for listening. That's the end of today's conversation to all our listeners. Please subscribe, please drop a comment below and tune in again next week for another empowering conversation from us here at For The Region. Bye for now. Bye.